How's it going? Welcome to the Trades and Grades podcast. I'm your host, Noah Wright. Alongside me is Camden Gonger and Caleb Nimi. We're doing some week 10 start and sit. Um, we uh, It's always tough to do these starts and sits because, you know, we can do the best we can with the knowledge that we're given. But at the end of the day, like at some point, fancy is kind of a little bit luck and a lot of luck. And so we're just trying to give you the best analysis that we can based off what we see and the matchups that um, our, you know, our fancy players are having to give you an overall edge on, on your, your teammates and your league mates and who you're playing so you get in the playoffs and obviously win yourself a championship. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, let's get started. Caleb, let's give your start of the week. I'm starting DeAndre Hopkins this week. And now I know last week my man got absolutely shut down by uh, Tariq Woolen for the Seahawks. It was brutal. I still have like – 18 or something? Uh, uh yes, yes. Uh, in st- technically in standard leagues, he had 13.6. I don't know what that is in uh, PPR because I don't have that pulled up. Um, let's see. Uh, 16, 18. Four. He had, yeah, yeah, he had 16. Um, but then of course, like the week before that, had his monster game where he was the wide receiver two on the week, and then the week before that was the wide receiver eight. Uh, week seven had 14 targets. Week eight had 13 targets, but then last week only had five targets. So uh, we're going to have to take that into consideration that he absolutely got manhandled last week. Um, we're banking on bigger and better days for our boy, DeAndre Hopkins. We're hoping that ironic the- that you get manhandled when you're on steroids. By we, the way. That's what I was about to say. I mean, the PEDs might be running a little low. You don't know what he took this last week. Was he drug tested? All those are great questions. But uh, of course, we're firing him into our lineups as uh, I think a back end wide receiver one this week. Yeah, so he had four receptions for 36 yards and a touchdown. A touchdown saved him. In comparison, like you said, he did get locked down because the week before he had 159 yards on 12 receptions. So a pretty substantial um, drop-off there. But, yeah, I mean, even though they're playing against the Rams, he's got Jalen Ramsey perhaps on him. I'm still firing him up. I think it's kind of – Ramsey's washed. I don't care. (laughs) These, like – these aren't, you know, suggestions aren't supposedly like, are you going to sit DeAndre Hopkins? Chances are you're not sitting a lot of these guys. Like, hypothetically, some of them you will, like, think about, like, sitting um, versus starting. But these are more, like, guys that we think have really good matchups and be like, hey, maybe you go try and trade for them now before they pop off. Or if you have them on your team, obviously, like, you're going to feel a bit better about this week. Um, even if you had, like, some sort of stack team where you – had three good wide receivers, and then you got DeAndre Hopkins in the seventh, and this is actually a consideration for you. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, if you got him in those late rounds like Camden did in one of the leagues, is great. you're looking great right now. If you got sure, – My wide receiving core, my, I have four or five guys that have yeah. – yeah. Which is, uh, which is awesome. You just had to get through the first six games and take on – I got lucky, league. too. I was one of the lucky people in your league, and, and like, everyone has this guy in their league who doesn't score a lot, has, like, the least amount against him. I think I won with 88 points one week. Like, just absolute lucky to get to my yeah. – I think I was 16-2 going in this week. So, yeah, now you're cruising. It's going to work out now. But Yeah, I like that. I like that pick. Uh, Camden, who's your start of the week? Um, Travis Etienne and probably some of the Andrew Hopkins are probably thinking, no crap, idiot. However, Travis Etienne – it's just a dog. I don't know how to say it. He's just a dog. He's in, like, dynasty range. I've talked to Noah about this because a couple of people have asked from, from me. I feel like he's entering, like, untradeable, like, running back territory. 
um, just due to the vo- the volume he's getting, the production, he's averaging what is it like close to seven yards a carry? I think somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, like, he's a big. He's a couple of big plays every game. He's now getting the touchdowns because Robinson's gone. Um, he's like twenty three. I want to say, like he's starting to check every single box. I mean, to me, like he's just a plug in every single week. No matter if Jacksonville is going to win the game or lose the game. They win. He's probably going to score touchdowns. If they lose, he might catch a couple more passes and still have a couple big plays. Like I'm before the James Robinson trade, I wasn't as that high on, on Travis Etienne. But I mean, the last three weeks where he's seen close to eighty percent snaps, um, those three weeks he's been killing it. So I think he's kind of getting in that almost like DeAndre Swift territory last year, where like I, I don't know when people are like. What would you do? What would, what do you want to trade? If I were to take him off your hands, I mean the answer is you want Travis Etienne and something back, you know. So like, right? You want a young running back that's a stud. There's X amount of those. I mean Swift, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne. Like, I'm trying to think of any other younger ones. I don't know. I feel like he's just in elite territory right now. Yeah. So he's my he's my start. Yeah, I think you start off with like, he's reaching into that upper tier of, of running backs, right? So, like you said, you have JT, Brees, um, Kenneth Walker is now kind of reaching yep. up there. Yeah. Um, and Javante Williams was up there. Now with his injury, it's kind of questionable. Um, Najee's kind of falling off, but those are the types of I guys. I honestly up. think Etienne might be worth more than Najee right now. Like, oh, I would agree, 100%. I, I think no matter where you got Etienne, um, whether you were patient and you, you waited for his resurrection where you traded for him, anticipating this, or if you drafted him in the fourth round in a redraft league, I mean, it's really reaping the benefits right now, fourth, fifth round in redraft. I mean, shoot, yeah. you have an RB1 in the fifth round who's doing better than, like, a Dalvin Cook, um, better than a Najee Harris. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, he's kind of in that RB dead zone um, in those redraft leagues with, it's kind of ironic because there's a big wide like range of outcomes there, right? So you have Josh Jacobs was there. Lee Wayne was, was arguably I mean he was a little earlier. He was a little earlier, but he's getting there. Travis Etienne was there. Um then you have like your JK Dobbins, where that's kind of Yikes. falling off. Elijah Mitchell. Like Yikes. there's a big range of outcomes there. And so David Montgomery. Dave Montgomery. So like if you're able to get Travis Etienne, obviously uh, you're you're pretty happy with yourself. Um yeah, I mean Caleb, what do you think? What what is the going rate for you right now? If you are a Travis Etienne owner, what are you looking to get rid of him? I already fleeced Cameron yeah. for his Travis Etienne shares earlier. In Shut our up, Camden. <laughs> Actually, I got sick on Barkley though, fine, so it's fine. It's fine. And well, uh, we and we talked about this. Caleb that was a fair Texas. trade, honestly. I feel like it was like, a good trade. It was a good trade. Early a couple weeks ago, I would have said he he was beating me by a lot, but now I feel like it's docked up pretty even. Well, Travis Etienne right now is my dynasty wide receiver, running back one. Like it's, and wow. granted the 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 running back one for dynasty seems to like flip every like three weeks. Someone gets injured, Javante's up there, gets injured. You know, Jonathan Taylor's up there, gets injured. Like the running back position is just so like we sure. we all know the injuries. So, but I just think Travis Eden like projecting him forward. Like even if some like crazy, I mean of course something crazy happens to him again where he gets injured, like his value will fall. But no, Travis Etienne's my running back one. And I, I imagine if he stays healthy the rest of the year, it'll stay that way going into the off season. 
mean, what's he finished? I mean, if he keeps putting up 20 a week, he's going to find himself, what, top five for sure? I mean, I think he's, like, around nine right now. Yeah. No, I, I think he's going to be probably top five. He's 11 right now. 11. But, um, yeah, points per game, he's at 14.3 just because of the slow start. So he's kind of – he's behind the eight ball his first five games where he only – he had an eight, eight, ten, three – um, and he's kind of exploded on the scene since week five. He's been running back five on the year. Um, and so, yeah, I think he he definitely is he's on the up and up for Travis Etienne. We talked about this offseason as one of our, you know, our guys, um, one of the buys we thought um, was – This guy was it? I don't remember. I genuinely don't honestly, remember. No, I, feel like we're all I don't think it was mine. So it was either me or Caleb. I was really I on Travis Etienne, yeah. Yeah. It's I think Caleb's probably the highest. We were all like very. I mean, Etienne and Komet, you hit a home run. Well, it didn't look like it early. Yeah, no, it didn't look yeah. terrible. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad to see that. Um, sticking with the running backs, my start of the week, DeAndre Swift. Now, some might say that this is biased because I love DeAndre Swift, and I would say you are correct, but I don't care because DeAndre Swift has been somebody that's caused a lot of heartache with his injuries. They haven't used him as much as, you know, people would like, uh, as much as I would like. But they did mention this past week that they want to start using him more. He's been, um, you know, he's healthy. He doesn't have any injury designation going into this week. Um, as much as he had, like, at least in previous weeks, he seems like he's getting back into the flow of things. Um, he, only had, he had eight points last week. He only had two rushes, and he had three receptions. But he has such an insane ceiling that it's just, if you are on the border of – you know, starting him and they have buys and injuries. So chances are, if you have him, you're going to start him. But if you are on the border, I'm starting him 100% because he can easily go and pop off for 25 or 30 points this week. And yeah, is he going to have a game like so far? His worst game this year is 7.6 points, and that's his floor. And that's just based off of the fact that he's going to get that receiving yards, you know, the, all those receptions. And even if he only rushes it for, you know, five to 10 times, that's fine because he's usually decent around the goal line. They do give a lot to Jamal Williams, but it's not like he's not had a couple of touchdowns this year. And I think his floor is so much higher because of that receiving work that it's almost just a no-brainer. If he's starting a game, I'm going to be starting him in my lineup. Um, I'd say the majority of the time, but especially this week, I see that DeAndre Swift as a must-start if he's on my fantasy team. Thoughts? Love me some Swift. Yeah. He said, sure, okay. Must be good if I get no rebuttal. Uh, we'll move on to the sits of the week. Caleb, who are you going to sit this week? We're, we're, we're sitting uh, Camden's boy, Antonio Gibson, this week. Um, oh. You know, Camden was bragging earlier this offseason that he was able to get Antonio Gibson in the fifth or sixth round. Now, looking back, we were well, there was a reason. You should have been taking Josh Jacobs over Antonio Gibson. Um, I just, they were, I like, just going back say- to back. Last week he didn't have a lot, but the two weeks before that he's still at eighteen. I think both those weeks. Yeah. He's, he's still not doing that bad, despite he's running back Robinson. Back I think when Robinson came back, I kind of was like, "Oh crap!" Like they actually do hate. They want to shoot. Um, Gibson. Yes, they want to shoot Gibson um, for lack of better term. Um, but he's kind of rebounded. Lack of better. Up and up. Yeah. Um, well. And, and and I'll say this. I'll say this. He has he has performed okay up to this point. Um, I think so. JD McKissick is like potentially going to be out this week, which JD's helps out. his 
He's been which, he just been out, man. Which which helps his cause. But my, the issue for me is the matchup. They're playing the Eagles. They're going to be down, and Gibson's uh, going to get all the catches. Well, th- you think Robinson's going to get the catches? Okay, but this is my question for you, Camden. Hey, t- who's the quarterback? Is it Taylor Heineke? Is it Sam okay. Howell? Are we co- are we confident that Taylor Heineke doesn't dump it down? So if he's starting, lack of catches there for Antonio Gibson. How many weeks has Taylor Heineke started the last two weeks? What? He start- has Heineke started the last two weeks? He has. So he did I get. Gibson did fine two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks ago he had seven targets, but they were also playing the Colts. But they were playing the Colts, of course. Yeah. Bad defense. The Eagles have a good defense, and uh, have it's a decent defense. Their yeah. offense is really bad, which sets up their defense. But I think their defense is like all in all, like okay. I wouldn't call them a bad defense. Well, at any rate, he had the best game of his of his uh, season against them. We'll just put it that much. Yes, that would be the the proper term. And so Antonio Gibson, I will say this: the best two games he had this season was against Jacksonville and Indianapolis. So that's all we need to know. Um, coming into this week against the Eagles, it's not going to be that great. Um, imagine he probably puts up seven or eight fantasy points, but you're probably going to need a measure RB2, and that's not going to cut it. Seven or eight? I'll bet you five bucks he goes over eight. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. That's All right, right, here we go. We're do it. We're gonna deal? Do it. I'll make that deal with you. All right, five. Oh, all right. Nice. The Venmo's out. Let's go Gibson! <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes us one little touchdown. Just yep. one dump off touchdown at the end of the game. A little, little garbage time. Camden, who's your sit of the week? Just a little 35 yard screen, and I'm in good shape. Um, my sit of the week, um, I just switched it up. So hopefully, I'm not stealing one of yours. Wait, you go first, and then I'll say mine because I thought of a new one. Okay. Well, I'm going to go on the other end of the RB spectrum. Um, Najee Harris, because. As much as I dislike Najee Harris at the beginning of the year, I'm starting to feel bad for him a little bit because he had a fantastic rookie year. I saw him as being overhyped, and uh, one of my articles I wrote for Dynasty Nerds, I said that because I was like, this is just out of control with the way that he's being ranked. And I know that running back is scarce, but I just did not see him as being efficient at all. He had a lot of dump downs. Um, And so – I felt like he was going to have a drop-off for this year. And unfortunately, he did. And it's actually way more drastic than I could have ever imagined. I did see this week that the coaching staff, there's a rumor. Wow, okay, kill. There's a rumor that uh, they might be looking to bench him. I don't know if that's true. And that could just be solely a rumor. But I don't like anything that's going on in Pittsburgh right now. Um, yes, Jalen Warren, the backup, has been – Playing, dare I say, better than Najee Harris. He doesn't miss wide open holes. Let's just put it that way. There's and really, I think there's the two biggest things for Najee Harris is they have an atrocious offensive line. He's not getting those receptions he did last year. But the NFL receptions for running backs, and so between those two things, he has very little fantasy relevance. He's he's putting up ten points per game. So if he really needed a running back. And that's running back two because injuries. Like, I get it. You're almost insulated between like eight to ten or twelve, but that's really all you're gonna get. Um, and so, if you really, really need it, like you can get that. But other than that, like I just, I'm pretty off on Najee. There's really no trade value either. That's just kind of like I hate to say it, which is just a very rare effect scenario in fantasy football because you can almost always trade. But if you're playing redraft, you have Najee. 
you're pretty much just you're stuck. Like it's pretty much just stuck. Let us also remember that for those of you that listen that played Dynasty, we did mention the fact that Najee Harris was sell this offseason due to his age, and it's looking like uh, we were right on that one. So far, yes. I do think he is he's almost at a buying dynasty because of how far he's dropped off, depending on what you can get. And I hate when people say blanket statements like he's a buyer, he's a sell because like give me something that's tangible, right? So without thinking much about it, like I am looking to see what owners are willing to give away. If you could give away hmm. 23 first for uh, mid 23 first versus Najee Harris. That's what I was trying to say. Like, is, is a 23 first too much to get for Najee Harris right now? I I'd prefer the 23 first. I would as well. And especially because of like how good the running backs are coming out of this class um, in a super flex league, we'll put it at that super flex league. You know, you're going to have, three or four quarterbacks go in the first round, which pushes those running backs back a little bit. You're not going to get Bijan, uh, but you, you might have a chance of getting Jameer Gibbs in the middle of the first round. I would say, okay, what do you think? You know that Young's going off. You know that Stroud's going off. You know Bijan's going off. You don't think that any Jameer, receivers. Jameer Gibbs is going 104 in Superflex Leagues next season. You don't think that Will Levis or Hooker or Richardson or any of the other quarterbacks are going to go earlier than that. Not in, not in Superflex. I mean, once those top guys are off, I mean, they're all probably going to get first round draft capital, but um, the disparity between like Jameer Gibbs and like a Sean Tucker, or Zach Evans is going to be enough. I know this isn't a, I know we're a dynasty show, but right. we're not going to get into it, but I, it, Jameer Gibbs, he will not make it past 105 or 106 for sure. Hmm. All right. We will see. But yes, my set for the week is Najee Harris. I don't know how, we get getting these start sits for the week, and then all of a sudden we're like in Dynasty, and then we're talking like trades, and and then here we are. So that's the fun part. That's our that's our that's our show. Trades and grades, you know. It is. We're trading Dynasty. We're giving you start sits. We give it all and all in one fantasy. Okay, Camden, do you have a sit? I do not feel any regret at all. Um, in fact, Kyle Pitts could go play in traffic and score <laughs> as much points as he will this next weekend. Um, Kyle Pitts is a sit, and Michael Pittman is also a sit. Anyone named Pitt, sit him. Again? Michael Pittman, bum. They're, they suck. The Colts are so Pick bad. Pick Kyle it. Pitts, not a bum. Team's a bum. Coach yeah. is a bum. Team's a bum. You know what, though? Marcus Mariota did say today that he needs to target Kyle Pitts more and get him in better opportunities. Obviously, I, I feel like he should have known that in week one, so I'm not sure how much changes, but doesn't even matter because if you watch him try to throw the ball down the field, Cal Pitts has 80-yard touchdowns, the longest wingspan in the NFL as a tight end out of everybody. And Matt Ryan made him look it. good. I mean, come on. I, you watch the Colts. It goes back to the Colts, right? Like, they're so bad. Those crazy catches Kyle Pitts was making, like, in training camp, you don't think Mark Samaro goes, man, I have the second coming of Randy Moss out there for me, and I'm just not going to throw him the ball. Like, you know I, sure, I bet they draft Michael Mayer to get a real tight end on that roster. Oh my gosh. Yeah, let, let Kyle Pitts just flex out there to the slot. That's all we need. Moving wide receiver full time in fantasy. And then no, don't we'll see do if that. Noah's in shambles. Screws <laughs> my tight end premium leagues. Yeah. No, anyone named Pitt, honestly. I, I'm not going to lie. I meant to say Michael Pittman and Kyle Pitts slipped out there, but he's a really good sit too. So both of them are sits. Um, Cortland I, I just have Kyle Pitts on the mind all the time. He's so bad. 
so it just like came off instead of Michael Pittman. But Michael Pittman's a sit. I mean that that team is so bad. How many passing? Let's look up how many passing yards the Colts had last week. I think it was like eighty. Yeah, eighty. So like big yikes, man. Eighty yards. Okay, hypothetical for you, Camden. Kyle Pitts or Dalton Schultz this week? Dalton, mm, that's a tough one. I do think Dalton Schultz's value will go up over the next however long just because he does better with Dak. Um, I think he's starting to get healthier and healthier off of this injury. I mean, he doesn't have an injury designation anymore. I, whatever, ACL or whatever it was, MCL. Yeah. Um, huh. I, think, I think he's getting better. I mean, he, he's right around – he had five targets week seven, seven targets week eight against Chicago. I mean, ten points and thirteen points without a without a touchdown. Um, I'd probably go Dalton Schultz honestly. I feel like he's safer than Pitts. Okay. I don't know, like, I, like this is gonna sound bad because, like, Kyle Pitts should have way more upside, but I'm not sure he does honestly with the way they're using him. Yeah, like Dalton Schultz could easily score twenty if he gets catches a touchdown with what he's been doing the last couple weeks. I feel like that's also Pitts maximum. But I feel like Schultz has like a, a floor of like eight, we'll say, eight, nine, whereas Pitts' floor is clearly like four. Like that's what he gets every week. So, yeah. Well, how about we just sit them all? You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that is our starts and sits of the week. I feel like we need music or something. Like we need a little like start and sit presented by – we don't have any sponsors. Fires Auto. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something like... Uh, like Crow LLC. <laughs> Crow Accounting. Yeah, can we get can we get Crow up in here? No, they will not sponsor me. We'll sponsor. We'll sponsor action. Sponsored um, by... Yeah, Body Armor? No, yeah. you can't say that out loud because we're not. I said... It's fraud. Spotty Sparmer. So... Sponsored by... Sponsored by Spawner Sparmer. Um, Sponsored by Schmorch Pickens. <laughs> Let's just get George Pickens on here, and then we'll. we'll he's our happen. dream guest on the record. He's my dream guest. All right. Who's well, your guy's dream guest? You can't steal mine. Uh, dream J- guest. Jalen Warren. Really? Yeah. Why? He's just he's just a man of a man. Um. You? DeAndre Swift. That's what I thought you were gonna say. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> DeAndre Swift. That's like. I, just off the top of my head, like no offense to like Justin Fields, because like he's my guy, but Andrew Swift's also kind of or Brees Hall, or Brees I Hall. Think we should get my runner up to George Pickens is uh, Jim Irsay. Oh yeah, I mean he he'd have plenty to say. I would like to ask him some questions respectfully. Respectfully, just on the down low. All right, camera. please open your eyes really deep in the camera and see how bloodshot they are. Um, can you please go take this urine test to see how drunk you are? Try to walk in a straight line. Those are just some of the questions I would ask for and ask him. Okay. Those are the starts and sits of the week. Thank you. Uh, presented by Camden. I uh, appreciate you guys uh, listening. We will have another video next week. Um, and yeah, I guess we didn't say it at the beginning, but if you are listening to this, please leave a review. If you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. It really helps us give us motivation to do this on Wednesday nights at late o'clock so please please donate donate your love through likes and subscribing thank you for listening we will see you next week